Welcome to Mind Your Own Marketing Business Podcast, where we explore marketing trends and technology, gaining insider knowledge from the industry's best. Fjord is proud to present Mind Your Own Marketing Business with host Joe Barsness. Thanks for joining us on the Mind Your Own Marketing Business Podcast. I'm Joe Barsness from web and mobile development team Fjorge, and today on our show, we'll be talking with Joe, Joey Lowry from MediaShark. Welcome to the show, Joey. Hey, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So excited to do this. Um, so first, as always, I want to hear a little bit about um, you and your uh, company, Media Sharks. So uh, tell me where you're located, kind of what the big picture of what you guys do um, and and how you got into that. Yeah, Joe, absolutely. Yeah, so Media Shark kind of have kind of a unique story, especially from being, you know, just a, the typical sales guide to now owning a, a multi-million dollar agency. Um, yeah, so basically what happened was uh, Media Shark kind of popped up out of nowhere. Um, what happened was I was working for a company um, out in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm currently here in uh, St. Pete, Florida. And so uh, we're, you know, you just visit that, which is a yeah. great spot to be. Um, but yeah, so I was working for a company out in Phoenix doing advertising. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you're, you know, you're a salesperson and you work for a company, you believe in the product and stuff and, you know, but you're still commission based. And so, you know, you're, you're, you are what you have on your books. And so I had some issues and uh, I was noticing my clients were falling off and we had a dashboard that reported certain information and then, uh, which I believed was true. And then I noticed within Google Analytics, um, I was losing, uh, or not losing, but I was seeing different numbers. Therefore, I was losing clients because um, we weren't lining up. And so basically I uh, had a digital summit, um, which is, um, I'm actually on the speaking tour for now. Um, just work, I was working just at the booth like I normally do. And it was one of our, our summits we we always do. And uh, we go out for some, some, some drinks and I had a little bit of liquid courage that night. And I, <laughs> I approached some people on my team, which I thought were like, oh, okay, you know, you're going to um, be on my side. And I'm like, you know, Hey, I think I figured out what's going on. We got some weird transparency. I don't think we're telling the truth about certain things. I think I figured out what it is. And weirdly enough, I was fired the next day by the VP um, at the digital summit. So I was very, let's say, uh, very upset, we'll call it in, in the least. Sure. Um, you know, and so I, I wanted to create a, an agency that really was transparent and also at the same time really was doing what we said we were doing. And on top of that, I kind of wanted to pick out something that, uh, I don't know, just a uh, an animal that you wouldn't want to mess with. Um, and so weirdly enough, the idea of Media Shark came about. And so now we're uh, four years in roughly, um, a little bit over that. And we've worked with clients all the way ranging from Sprint to um, B2B, B2C, B2Government even. Um, and so like the mom pause and all that fun stuff in between. So, Sure. Yeah. And, and so um, I know that um, as, as you've grown, uh, you've taken a little bit of the same approach as, as Fjord, at least in, in a portion of your business. And you do work with brands directly, but you also um, do some supporting of agencies as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, that aspect um, and how it kind of mirrors the being able to work with both agencies and clients directly? Absolutely. I think that's the big win in digital right now. I think there's a big mistake of, let's say, from entrepreneurs to influencers to agencies, big and small. Um, we all act as if we're on the same football team and or we're, let's say we're all playing the game of football and we play every position and we don't. And just like a football team, you know, everybody has their unique position that they're really good at. Sometimes we can maybe play different positions, um, but we don't typically coach and play everything. So, you know, for us in our approach, a lot of times when clients work with us directly, um, 
you know, they'll they'll have a certain very specific need, or maybe you know they've they've come they've come to the conclusion they don't want to do this in house, and and or they've had an agency situation that sometimes it does happen didn't work out very well. But um, we've also realized from our standpoint was we've we've um, found that it was really helpful for us to reach out to agencies and say even though we are an agency as well, um, we can help you in this area and then vice versa. And so I think there's a really great benefit of everybody kind of working together, um, but also at the same time. What I always tell everybody, especially when I'm at a summit or I run into another agency that doesn't know if they would like to work with us, I always say, you know, end of the day, the chance of us really crossing paths client wise is going to be pretty rare. But you right. you have a knowledge base. I have a knowledge base, or at least our company does. And there's a great opportunity in, in sharing that uh, for an equal growth, let alone for the client, which is most important. Got it. And uh, I mean, same story goes for us here at, at Fjord. Obviously, you're you're working with agencies on kind of that advertising side, and we're pretty specifically on the creative side. You know, there's somebody who's designing and and writing copy, and we're building a, a technical resource for them to to tell their story in, in in a web product or or that type of thing. And and we basically say the same thing. I mean, yes, we we also can't do it without them because they're a, a major piece of it. So. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, how you know when you're successful, like what does media shark do to know when a campaign or a process or a particular initiative is, is being successful. So talk about whether it's a dashboard or whether it's communication, how are you making sure that you're spending and using and delivering value to your client? Absolutely, Joe. I want to first point out, I think the one thing that we always we always kind of get carried away with is what what is the idea of success and make right. we clearly define that. Um, I can say this as as an entrepreneur, business owner, marketer, and just a person who enjoys marketing. Um, success can go in so many different ways, shapes, and forms, especially when you and the client maybe are speaking two different languages. Um, and I think the most important thing whenever we're defining success is the communication between us, the client, or the agency of what does success look like for you. Um, that's probably one of the most important questions that anybody could ask. Um, anywhere, you know, but most importantly, I think it kind of boils down to, um, you know, what kind of conversions are we really wanting? Is the goal of the campaign to gain sales, gain leads, branding, but then on top of that, you know, does the budget produce the type of results that basically we need to grow it? And if we're not doing that, then we can honestly say that the success of that campaign probably didn't uh, equate to what we were hoping for. Um, because I think as a, as a business, you always, Look for, you know, increasing your budget, uh, which means the client potentially is spending more. Um, therefore, obviously, you're growing as well. But if you're not able to grow the budget, then potentially it was not a success. So that's kind of from an agency standpoint I look at. But from the client standpoint, it's that communication, but then also understanding um, what is it that we need. And a lot of times it boils down to looking at CPM and our CPM rates um, or our cost per clicks. But then also we, we look at in the beginning, the, the top of the funnel traffic which is, you know, the new users, the acquisition, are we looking at, you know, bounce rates, and then also kind of looking at um, our source medium, where's the traffic coming from, and then we go down into our conversion rates um, a little bit later. But um, there's a the there's a kind of a trial and error in the beginning of any campaign, but most importantly, it's, if we look at the longevity of a three-month campaign, our month one, what we determine success is going to be very um, obsolete compared to month three, which is going to be a little bit more of that you know, down to earth, what we all think of uh, successes is the money coming mm -hmm. in and am I happy and is the client happy? Got it. No, that's totally, that's totally it. I mean, it's so important to be on the same page with what success looks like at, on these campaigns and, and with clients, because 
uh, a lot of times, at least in our world, uh, when you just focus on the features and functionality, you lose uh, the big picture of what are we trying to accomplish. And if we keep the goal in mind of what are we trying to accomplish, a lot of those features and functionality become obsolete and you gain something better by being able to adjust within that. Um, so I love that advice. Uh, let's let's talk um, a little bit about some of the, the things that you're seeing or doing in in the market to to gain a competitive advantage. So like I imagine when you're going into a saturated market, you're trying to take away some of the competitor traffic. Is that something that's pretty common in what you're tasked with doing? Yeah, I think, and actually I, I get pretty excited about this part because I think this is the one thing that if anybody listening to this podcast, whether, you know, your agency or business or, you know, entrepreneur or just, you know, whatever, um, as I like call the average Joe, um, most importantly, I, I think we're, we're missing this one aspect of competitor traffic is that we're not diving into understanding what our competitors are doing online. We're spending so much time trying to figure out this is what I'm going to do to be better as a brand. This is what I'm going to do to have better artwork or better systems and processes. But at the same time, we're failing to acknowledge that our competitors might be not even light years ahead of us, but just doing something just, just we could do just in a little tweak if we were to pay attention that could change our entire process. And so I am massively passionate about helping um, businesses, entrepreneurs, agencies, uh, even ourselves, you know, um, as a team on just understanding what competitors are up to and how to analyze that and apply that to your business or agency to grow it. Um, for example, one of the big quotes I talk about nonstop, which is just mind boggling to me that people don't realize that um, YouTube, obviously it's second to Google and search. Um, Google owns it. But most importantly, there's only 9% of businesses actually on YouTube which means there's a huge open blue ocean of opportunity, especially if you're in a unique niche like B2B, but getting on YouTube and actually becoming the authority king is a huge opportunity and it's it's wide open for the right business or agency. And so the one thing that I like to do is especially jump into YouTube first and kind of dive into what are your competitors' channels looking like, what type of video content are they putting out, and then figuring out different ways you can hack that um, without getting into the SEO and ads and things like that, which would come next. Got it. What do you mean by, can you describe what you mean by hacking that? I, I may not be following. Yeah. So I call hacking is any way that you can take a look at somebody's, um, say, product or service or channel even, um, video, and kind of figure out what is it that they're doing that has almost a DNA structure to it. Like if there's a code to it, there's a similarity in everything they do. And a lot of times we'll find out that they're doing one or two things very specifically that is um, echoed through all their types of content, videos or channels or whatever. And we can now hack that to, in the sense, I don't want to use the word copy, but take kind of examples of what they're doing and apply it to ours. Got it. That's what, that's why I would define hacking as. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, and also a question that just randomly came up. I know I'm kind of jetting in here, but sure. you talked about digital summit and, and I know that you do some speaking. So um, what, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, your digital summit and what you speak about at those events. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're, I want to say we we're in 15 or 18 shows. The, the sad thing was, you know, and I'm happy they're taking the precautions around it, but you know, COVID came in and it messed up the live world a lot. Right. And it's made, I don't know if, you know, the, the, I call it the zoom life the best, you know, some people love it. Some people don't. Um, I, as a salesperson and, and you know, a, a people person, I love being in contact and being face to face with people. Yep. So with COVID, you know, um, now Digital Summit's kind of ramping back up. I was just speaking in Boston, but um, 
you know, the shows are all over the place and it's great for entrepreneurs and marketers and agencies all to come together and kind of hear different things that are happening, um, especially in this ever changing world um, prior um, uh, or sorry, post COVID. But uh, my topic that I speak on is five hacks to steal away competitor traffic, ironically enough. And uh, mm. basically it's, it's all set up to help anybody, whether, like I said, whoever you are to have some simple ideas, or even if you have the, the financial capabilities of even some paid tools that allow you to really jump in. And as I use the word hack, um, your competitors to steal away that traffic that potentially could be, you know, your new clients or new sales that are coming up. Cool. Well, that's a great next question for me then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're um, each other out. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about, uh, can you tell me five hacks oh, man. that, <laughs> or, or four, if you can remember them all. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. Well, so obviously we don't have a lot of time, but uh, yeah, but hack one is using similar web. I'm a massive fan of similar web, which is really cool because it's, it's a website. It, it is a little pricey. Um, and if you're interested in listening to this, you can contact me at, um, Joey at gomediashark.com and I can personally send you over the contact. I, there's no affiliate or anything like that for this, but, um, happy to send over the information to a, an account rep, but, Basically, similar web allows you to take their URL and actually dive into the current ads that they're running. And what's mm. really neat about that is I can see my competitors' ads that have been running for a certain amount of time, but I call it the show me the money button. I can hit a certain button, and then it shows me the longest ad they've been running. And if you take a couple of your competitors and do that same thing, weirdly enough, people or competitors that typically run ads for a long period of time do it because it's working. And if you take that and you start seeing a similarity between three to four competitors, you might notice a certain keyword, a certain type of ask, mention, even giveaway that you hadn't even thought about. And so this is this tool specifically, similar web. Like I said, it's a little pricey, but it's worth it if you have the budget for it. Cool. Um, I love it. Yeah. So hack two would be jumping into YouTube, um, actually making a list. And this one's crucial. And everybody should do this, period, is create a list of 25 of the top YouTube competitors' channels and the top 25 um, top performing videos because you need to understand what they're doing and who they are and where they're at um, to actually start hacking them. So that's kind of the first homework for part two. Um, but then what I tell everybody to do is you can literally go into Google ads and select placements and you can actually pick out videos and channels that your competitors are performing really well on. And you can place your basically advertisements excuse me, right in front of their ads. And that's a great way to jump in. And I don't want to say you might make some people definitely notice you, um, whether that's good or bad, but um, you'll definitely be able to start driving traffic away from them over to you. And that's that's the YouTube one that I really like. Um, third is SEO. It's um, Ahrefs, um, a -R -R -A -H -R -E -F -S com, And it's a cheap tool for the most part. It's basically $99 a month, I believe. They do a seven-day free trial. But what I like to do is take a URL of a competitor and actually see what keywords are actually driving their traffic. And then the, the cool thing is, is you could find, um, you know, a competitor near you that you realize they um, actually rank for something called, you know, maybe web design near me. And they're getting out of 3,000 searches a month, they get 477 people a month from that, that search term. And then you realize the keyword difficulty is super easy. And next thing you know, um, you're able to put out blogs and articles and videos, and you're now stealing away that traffic because you outrank them. Um, tip four, oh shoot, now that it got me on the spot thinking of them really fast. <laughs> oh man. Um, SEM, or sorry, uh, SpyFu, or SpyFu, another good one. And I like, okay. I like SpyFu cause you kind of hack PPC, things like that. Um, and then the, the last one that I'm, I'm really big into is kind of, um, applying, um, all of them together. So 
the big thing that I, I typically do is I go in there and I select my top favorite tools that I utilize and I, I find some type of um, coder or builder. And actually this is where I start outsourcing to agency. Um, I will actually build a dashboard that plugs in all their APIs and I take all their favorite features and I basically build one dashboard that reports um, on the stuff that I want to see and what I need to be watching without having to log into all these different um, software programs and things like that. So I love this. I like, um, it's, you know, we're just starting to dabble into some paid ads here at Fjorge as we're growing and trying to, to see that. And obviously we're not an agency. We're just a normal business looking for B2B clients. And uh, some of the stuff is very interesting for, for me to learn. I'm sure there's some out there that know a little bit more about it, but those are, I think, three of those four tools I've never heard of before. Um, and so I'm sure uh, maybe in your world, they're a little bit more normal, but I, I like your approach of trying to understand the competitor's you know, I, it reminds me a little bit of, um, and I don't know if this story is true or if I made it up in my head or if I read it, but at least in Minnesota, when whenever you see a noodles, um, the restaurant noodles, um, I don't know if they have them down there in Florida, but in Minnesota, they're all over the place. Um, they're always right next to a Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that I thought that Chipotle owned noodles. I just assumed that they did because they were all, you know, not everywhere there's a Chipotle is there are noodles, but whenever there's a noodles, it's in the same strip mall and oftentimes right next to a Chipotle. And I believe I read, or my assumption is that instead of doing all the market research, they just realized that their clients were very similar to the people who eat at Chipotle and wherever Chipotle was going to put a store, they would put one. And then they didn't have to do any real estate research. They just did it where Chipotle was going to do it. Yeah, that's kind of like the Home Depot low situation, McDonald's, right. Burger King. And I mean, but yeah, I never thought of the uh, Chipotle and noodles thing. But yeah, no, that makes total sense. It, yeah, maybe it's more recognizable because they literally are usually in like a strip mall or like a lot of times they're in a strip mall. Yeah. And so they're right next to each other. You know, Lowe's and or Target and Walmart are often across the street or whatever it might be. But those ones are like they, they end up in the same exact strip mall and they even like kind of look like each other. But anyway, I, yeah. I just find it. And oddly enough, a lot of times I go to Chipotle and my wife and my kids go to Noodles and they're right next to each other in my, you know neighborhood so you know it works out for everybody which is but, the home run for you um yeah 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 but i i think that noodles just doesn't do any market research they just go hey if that's a high traffic chipotle we'll just put a noodles right next to it so anyway i, I might have um, that into my slideshow presentation because that's i like that that's, that's yeah, yeah yeah i it's it's a it's a good one um and i can't wait to see you uh do your presentation because i i do go to some of the digital summit stuff so um uh, I'm excited to to see you and get out back out and, and do the events and, and all of those sorts of things. So um, thinking about, you know, anything that you see on the horizon in your industry, like I know you're talking, you know, your four tips are, are pretty, you know, probably up there in, in recency and experience, but where do you see your organization or your industry going in the next couple of years? Yeah, I think the big one is really going to be um, going, I mean, the one thing that as an agency or business owner, or entrepreneur, or whatever, you need to be asking yourself is, you know, not only like, what did, what do you like as a consumer, but also are you serving your clientele base? And getting into the serving aspect is going to be a really big part and making sure that you're just not running marketing to run marketing, but doing it to serve and help. Um, running HTML5 ads or rich media, 
Um, they have about a 267% more engagement rate than you'll see with static display ads. So I see getting into animated rich media is going to be a huge run um, in the next couple of years. It's going to take some time, but I think if you can get on it now and start producing um, content, be great. But taking old content, this is something anybody can do. And this is one of my biggest tips, and we do this all the time, but take your old blog content that you have um, and make a new video for it. Make a video, turn on the camera, flip the phone around, you know, grab one of those pop things on the back of your phone and start recording and update your blogs and make them recent again and update them in a way that helps the user of, you know, if the blog's two years old, make a video about how things have changed in two years that are related to the topic in the blog. Sure. And repurpose that content. Um, and lastly, I actually just heard this from another speaker at the Digital Summit, but, you know, compress your, your older blogs into more of a larger guide. Um, Google is really liking the ability of, you know, content and also content that has strong authority and is very informative, almost like a, a guide and take some of your content and compress them and, you know, clean it up a little bit and add those videos and infographics that are more of a resource to uh, online users than it is just reading a boring article. So that's that's where I definitely think I could see the industry going and for the ad specifically going into the more of the programmatic and more of the HTML5 and rich media. But for entrepreneurs and business owners and, and agencies, a quick takeaway is just those small SEO tips that could really change your traffic organically if you just uh, kind of just do it. That's awesome. I uh, have really enjoyed, this is just all stuff that we can apply here at Fjord. Um, uh, certainly marketing team that produces this will be listening and, but it's just really cool to, to hear those sorts of things. So, well, uh, at the same time, Joe, that's, that's all the time we have on on our sh our show today um so uh thank you for joining us on mind your own marketing business i believe we want to send folks uh your way joey at joeylawrence.com is that correct uh, joey lowry or lowry excuse me i bet you get that once in a while i do i do i get mike lowry you know from bad boys every once in a while but sure but yeah no joeylowry.com <laughs> On any of the YouTube, uh, it's that marketing. Team, yeah, so. my apologies. All good. Um, <laughs> so thanks for doing the show, Joey. Yep, thanks for having me, man. And that's uh, and thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of our progr program by going to fjordsdigital.com slash mindyourownmarketingbusiness or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. 